Ladies and gentlemen, now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. This is the Hype Reality Podcast. Listen. Hype-reality.com. Listen. Hey, welcome to the latest edition of the Hype Reality Podcast. My name is Emilio, a.k.a. Triple D, a.k.a. the Dominican Dirk Diggler, along with my co-host. Ephraim. So, kind of picking up from where last week's podcast kind of left off was... Uh, I guess we had our we had our like favorite Marvel movies and least favorite Marvel movies, et cetera. And uh, we were blessed this week with a Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. I get to keep the suit? Of course. Doesn't fit me. Just don't do anything I would do. And definitely don't do anything I wouldn't do. There's a little gray area in there, and that's where you operate. But this does not mean you're an Avenger, in case you were wondering. Oh. That's not a hug. I'm just grabbing the door for you. Oh. All right, kid. Good luck out there. Um, what are your thoughts on it? I thought it was pretty dope. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good trailer. Um, and all the crucial elements you kind of look for in terms of uh, a lot of the moments in the in the trailer. You got a good looks. You got a glimpse at Donald Glover in there, and got to see Zendaya, who we talked about initially was a big uh, big uproar in terms of her, what her role was going to be. And obviously, it doesn't look like she's going to be Mary Jane. She's going to be somebody else, apparently. Uh, surprise yeah I wasn't I was kind of surprised how much they featured Robert Downey Jr. in there I wonder how well they're going to balance that out because he's definitely like a, a scene kind of stealer kind of dude in terms of when he's in the movie you kind of more care about with him what he's doing and what he's up to versus the main character but also just like damn that guy's getting a lot of checks left and right like he's obviously in Captain America's movie now he's in the Spider-Man movie then he's gonna be in Avengers yeah he's probably like a, a producer at this point um, kind of wondering because like they if you think about it he hasn't had an Iron Man movie in a long time mm-hmm. the last Iron Man movie came out just after I think Avengers something like that the first Avengers movie then Iron Man 3 came out because that was like the f- I, I could be mixing this shit up but I think that was like the first one after Avengers was Iron Man 3 one um, and then came I think uh, Winter Soldier yeah like just off of those movies, he was like the highest paid actor in Hollywood <laughs> for like he did two movies. <laughs> um, he gets paid so much off that franchise, like the, all, everything he does with Marvel is just like just setting the next generation after the next, just like setting them up or whatever. I'm like, does he have kids? If not, that motherfucker is <laughs> Jesus. I hope he just cures AIDS or some shit, or like throws that money somewhere, like uh, end world hunger or some bullshit, because he's definitely stacking up right now. I mean, from the looks of it, it looks like it's going to be one of the more diverse. Uh, I know it's always like a buzzword when we talk about movies, especially nowadays with all these think pieces rolling around. Um, but in terms of the casting, it looks pretty diverse on its face. Like you have obviously uh, um, Donald Glover, like I said, but then you have like the two love interests or or I don't know. I don't know if they're both love, love interests, but you have the girl that's playing. Fuck, what's that girl's name? Gwen Stacy, Mary Jane Watson. No, nah, it's not Gwen Stacy. It's not either or. I guess I can look it up in the IMDb. But um, but she's not white. I'll go with that. <laughs> and then you have obviously Zendaya, who's also a person of color. And then you have his Asian friend, who seems kind of inspired by the Miles Morales' uh, best friend. But, uh, you know, mixing it up. And I know that's something they kind of went and talked about. Like, they wanted to be more representation of what you know, New York and specifically specifically Queens is today versus, you know, when the comic is always written or what has been portrayed in the past. Cause usually that, that Peter Parker inner circle is pretty white, um, uh, in terms of the comic books and especially the Robbie. Yeah. Well, I mean like it's like his peers, like, oh, like yeah, the flash definitely. Thompson's and like the, 
like you said, Gwen Stacy's and Mary J's or whatever. Like, um, the Watts. Mighty yeah. White White. Um, yeah, it was a good spectrum or whatnot. And then, like, I like the looks. Like, I think his costume won't look that bad. Uh, I know a lot of people, at least in our office, kind of like got really happy when they saw him do the little fucking like web wings bullshit or whatever. Mm. I didn't think that was that cool at all, but you know, different strokes for different folks. Like his costume's just different, which is good. And uh, I really like the way Vulture looked. I thought that looked pretty dope. Like the little, like maybe two glimpses you get at him or whatnot. And the idea that it's like Ma- uh, Michael Keaton playing him. He looks like he's going to be a really good character. And uh, in the international one, they had like a glimpse at Shocker who happens to be Negro. Which is great. Black guys meet bad guys too. <laughs> Just, nothing wrong with that. You okay with that? <laughs> sure, I guess. And can't everybody be a superhero? Jeez. There's no shortage of black black, black, black villains. <laughs> Maybe in the Marvel universe, I can't really think of any at that in my head right now. Uh, in regards to like the superpowers. Yeah, like the the larger black villains or whatever. Mm-hmm. I. I I don't even know if Black Panther has a black villain I can think of. <laughs> I can think like Coppermouth. Is that the only uh, yeah. Cage's bad guy? Mm-hmm. That ain't that big of a deal at all. Like anybody <laughs> could watch that dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't. Damn, I this might show like the lack of depth I have in my villain understanding, but I can't think of any. I know at least in DC there's a the Black Manta. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there's a black guy under that black costume. <laughs> racks on racks on racks. <laughs> Wasn't the Rock gonna be the in the Black Adam? In he's gonna the, be well. Black Adam isn't isn't black, but, but he's gonna be black though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Technically, in the was, movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's that far though. Like, you know, because I'm kind of muddy. But the idea, like, Egyptians are Africans, kind of shit. Like, mm-hmm. Black Adam, if I'm right, in the comic is a uh, of Egyptian descent. Okay. Kind of crap. So it's not that far off. I think that's pretty on point. Salute. Represent, represent. Come <laughs> on, black bad guys out there. <laughs> Keep showing these whites what's up. Maybe it's like they uh, either don't want to touch it, like they don't want to have a black guy be the evil person, or maybe they don't want to see, I don't know, some black guy whooping all these white people's asses. <laughs> I'm sure. That's the same theory I have with like WWE. Like, they don't, not a lot of these like WWE like champions and shit. They don't want to write the script where the black guy goes and whoops all these other like. Uh, you know, Greek goddess built like white dudes and like shows all the dicks in the dirt. Like, it just doesn't happen. They just don't write them in. And this is fantasy. Like, anything can happen. <laughs> but that's why, like, and that's why, like, they need that. Like, these white dudes. Like, that's always my thing with wrestling. Like, I get what you're saying, and it's, it's pretty much true at this point. I can't argue against it. It's, it's harder and harder every year. <laughs> like, every flock that comes in is like, there's only a couple black dudes that kind of show up, and like, they're more for like comic relief and shit like that. They're mm. never really ever like, they're never the real champions. Like they might give them a tag belt or some bullshit, mm-hmm. but not really world champion, like the world heavyweight champion or whatever the fuck it is. And uh, yeah, man, because like in real like real combat sports, usually black guys be whooping white people's asses, <laughs> which still one of my favorite pastimes. But like that's you can't make that shit up. Like in boxing, like there's not that many really really good white boxers that are winning, especially when they their opposition is a black man. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's just, that's just, uh, the reality of the landscape right now. And that's kind of been like how it's been over the, you know, dawn of boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, and MMA, you got a couple of white winners. They, uh, 
That's just a weird group of guys over there. <laughs> they just do things different over there. They, and they can kick. Black man's number one weakness. Kicks to the face. <laughs> <laughs> they got that guy that punched that kangaroos. He, he does. He's not scared of nothing. They should, have, like, they should have like somebody who's, um, like, you know, like how Floyd Mayweather and like, the Mayweather family, they used to be, like the, the executioners, they're talking about how they beat all these Mexicans. That's some white guy that's like, I'm not scared of you. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, beating all these black people. It's like, they call him the Black Mamba. <laughs> Uh, I'd pay to see that shit. That would pay be to see someone whoop his ass. Really <laughs> funny, because that's a, that's like oh, we're we'll getting into a different topic. But like <laughs> that's just like I think that's a it's one of those things, especially for some reason in the world of boxing. Like some of the terminology is like yeah, pretty racist or borderline racist in my opinion. But mm. it just gets is like under is like yeah, it doesn't affect the group that really you know gets loud kind of shit. So like. Then him going by the executioner because he kicked all these Mexican guys' asses. <laughs> like, like Shane Mosley was like he would brag about how he never lost to a Mexican fighter, mm. kind of shit. Like, and he's like he just kind of like had this like uh, chip on his shoulder, especially after beating De La Hoya those two times. Though I don't believe he beat him that second time, but mm-hmm. that's history now. Um, and then Canelo was the one that clipped that shit. When Shane Mosley was like forty something years old, <laughs> he has been like twenty years just kicking Mexican dudes' asses, and like that was like, you know, they could have said like, uh, he's uh, I don't, I don't know, like, what's a, he's like Django or some <laughs> shit like that. Like, ah, I never lost to a white man in my life. <laughs> it's like, nope, never heard that one. You know, I would have, I would have watched more of that guy's fights. Like, well, Bernard Hopkins was saying that shit. I ain't never gonna lose to no white boy when he's fighting. Uh, was it Kalzaki or was that Kalzaki? Yeah, Kal- yeah. yeah. Kalzaki beat him. Yeah. Everybody tune in to Bernard Hopkins' last fight, (laughs) the ripe age of 51, HBO, December 17th. Joe Smith Jr., what man? (laughs) Good old-fashioned salt and pepper matches. Bang, bang, bang. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I think that, man, I'm waiting the day that someone, like, takes that on their – Takes that on their chest, like, yep, I am of uh, Aryan descent, and I ain't never lost to one Muli in my entire life, and I ain't certain today. <laughs> I'd watch I feel that. like if Conor McGregor had the, that competition, he'd, he'd, be, uh, he'd be a cool person to take that mantle on, but he'd, he'd be a couple more black people. If, yeah, I've only seen him fight one black dude while he was in the UFC, and he beat the fuck out of that guy. <laughs> he whooped that dude's ass. Um and yeah he'd be the perfect one because like he doesn't sound like some kind of like southern redneck kind of shit like mm. he's like a different kind of white person I think that'd be very entertaining oh come over here you got something in your face <laughs> 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 and I kiss you with this uh, shamrock right here tickly <laughs> tickly you know, switch gears. Yeah, that's like another J. Cole album. <laughs> yeah, and if you haven't watched it, check out that fucking Spider-Man trailer. Mm. Shit looks dope. While others joked about their phones overheating, a lot of J. Cole fans also praised his use of samples, while few did not f*** with the album at all. The 10-song project from the Rock Nation rapper deals with themes of love and fatherhood and highlights personal growth since his last album, 2014, Forest Hills Drive. Um, J. Cole dropped... For your eyes only, mm-hmm. uh, last f- Friday, a couple days ago, I have, and it's funny, based on what we said last podcast when the album was like announced and this and that, that he could do no wrong in my opinion. Like I, he, I really, I'm a big fan of J Cole and his music, but, and I gave this thing like five laps. I like it. I think it's a good album. I like it. I just. Guy, I got too caught up in his feelings on this thing. In my opinion, I wish there was more rap. That's like my only, probably my only qualm with this. Like, I wish there was more rap in it. Like, 
Rapping what way? I mean, obviously rapping in the obvious sense, but what do you... More murder rap. Like, I don't know, like, <laughs> more aggressive rap, like, something along those lines. I think it was very, uh, it was a very poetic album. Very, uh, very melodic, I guess. A lot of jazz and, like, R&B influences in it kind of shit. Like, I, I get the idea. The story is, like, you know, he's going into the next chapter. He's having, like, a baby girl, right? Mm-hmm. So along those lines. So he drops this, like, this album, kind of short, like, couple songs, like, ten songs, something like that. Right. Um... I get it, and it's cool. Like, mix it up. That's all great and everything. But I kind of feel like it wasn't Forest Hills Drive, but it picked up right where Forest Hills Drive left off, and it was a very emotional album, which, cool. Get that off your chest, bro. Next time I want you, I don't know, just being a little more aggressive with his raps or maybe, like, taking a different uh, a different type of angle. <clears throat> I feel like the almost, almost the opposite in certain respects because... You wanted less rap from that album? No, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of rap in that album. I, I don't feel like it's... It picked up at all. I feel like it went like a U-turn. Cause I feel like Forest Hills Drive had a very uh, almost kind of linear um, traction to it, like in terms of like where it was going, like where you felt like the, the songs and stuff were going. And it kind of got resolved towards the end of the album. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. you know, like all, all the only thing that matters is love and, you know, you know, love yours and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, OK, this is like this is my new path now. I finally figured this shit out, like he says in the album. And now it's like gone like backwards. Like, oh, shit's fucked up. <laughs> like it's very... It's very heavy at that that point. It's emotional. So, like, yeah, I think it's, like, in that sense, I definitely feel like it's, like, it's totally different. But um, but with that said, the more I listen to it, the more I like it. And definitely a lot of songs are starting to grow on me. Um, For Your Eyes Only is obviously good. Uh, Change or Changes, whatever it's called, that one's pretty good. And even, um, what was that one? Immortal, I like that song a lot, too. I like Immortal. I like For Your Eyes. Uh, my girlfriend wanted to stop playing that goddamn full clothes for you song, whatever that shit is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she really liked that song. I wonder why. Um, no, I, I can't, again, I can't do no wrong. I just, like, I just I just want his content a little bit, uh, his, con, ah, his content to be a little more mixed up, in my opinion. But, like, it's... That's like the, I guess, the gift and the curse from what I expect because like, I, ha- I hold this guy to such a high standard kind of mm-hmm. shit and I don't want him to sound too much like Kendrick. I don't want to sound him to sound too much like other people kind of crap, even though I kind of felt like there was something, a, uh, a commonality between that album and that like untitled whatever album that mm-hmm. Kendrick dropped kind of shit. And I, I, I don't want to be able to do that. I was like, nope, Kendrick is Kendrick. Kendrick, I mean, uh, Cole is Cole. Drake is Drake kind of shit and they make their own kind of music and it is what it is. I feel like this album kind of tailored a little bit towards Kendrick, which is not a bad thing if anybody else feels the same way, but I just don't didn't want that. Well, it's definitely not like constructed like, and that's, I think that's kind of this whole point, this whole business model at this point. Like, I'm not doing the traditional album. It's like, here's the single, and then yeah, here's my party song, here's definitely. my deep song, here's my whatever song, like, here's my big feature. Um, it's definitely going in the opposite direction of I those. I still like the idea that he doesn't have features. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I do like that. That's two albums in a row that are still really high level. Mm-hmm. No features. I think that's fucking awesome. I'm all for that. Because then you have people that just like pollute their album with, with features. And then it's like, why am I even listening to this shit? I'd rather buy this guy's album kind of shit. <laughs> um, I think it also gives like him, in terms of like this rap shit, uh, a different point to argue. Like everyone's like, has like little barbershop discussions about who's the best MCs. Uh, of this new era and like everyone for Drake it's like oh look how many hits he's, look how many hits he has look how many whatever what Kendrick has his specific points and I feel like at this point this would be a, a good point for J. Cole's like he does all the shit by himself like no features just him <laughs> and, like, and he produces a lot of that yeah, shit yeah like that's like a good selling point for, for the J. Cole fans out there 
he got a three dicks, <laughs> three sixty st- uh, deal with himself. Like <laughs> he does the whole shabazz, um, which also causes him to I get like I get since he doesn't have features to kind of show more range, like having to do like more like singing or whatever kind of like uh, melodic type hooks and this and that whatever. Probably also helps with the album driving because he had to wait on shit. Like well, that was no a big thing. And yeah. shit. <laughs> that was the thing with like uh, Life of Pablo. It's like oh I'm waiting on his verse from Chance and that in the last minute. I was like nope, just me. Album come out this day. It's done <laughs> like, by myself. I think the only thing that he kind of sampled, there's probably other samples that I'm just not aware of, but like the only that seemed so blatant to me was the one from that, was it Tory Lane song or what? what uh, Bryson Tiller. Yeah. The, uh, Sorry? Exchange, exchanges. Uh. Or change, yeah. Um, that was cool. The day for Deja, Deja Vu. Song, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. It's funny though, like that, especially what I see online, uh, I guess, I don't know if I consider myself in it in terms of how people perceive it, but like the J. Cole fans almost get like stereotyped to make fun of at this point. I don't know why. I don't, have you noticed like noticed that trend? Like they always make him uh, maybe because like people look at J. Cole in a certain light and whenever he's drops, people are always like, nah man, J. Cole's that real and every all the other hip hop shit is fake and blah blah blah. It's like easier to write those people off as like backpackers or or whatever. But like I always feel that's always a thing that people like to troll about J. Cole fans. Like and, have you not seen this trend? No, nah, I don't follow people on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Um I can imagine, based on what I know, it's like mainly a lot of a lot of chicks that follow that guy more than guys, but that could be just a I don't know. I think he just he just uh I think that guy's a shit. I don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> um and I can imagine that's how it was back in the day, like when people like Kanye or whatever common, like those are like the little emo fans and shit like that, mm-hmm. or like little nerds and this and backpackers, this and that. Um, and then when like the next wave kind of came in, like people thought you were weird if you like, like, what's that guy's name? Um, uh, Charles, Charlie Hamilton. What was that dude's oh, name? Oh, Charles Hamilton. Yeah. Like he was a little, he's emo. still around. Yeah. Like he just dropped the album too, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next wave and the next wave, like shit, like and it, not that long ago was like the Wolfgang shit and blah, blah, blah. Like, Oh, if you like those guys, you're weird. Like <laughs> Simple and plain. Um, I don't think J Cole fits in that, but if you see some shit that I don't, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, like they still kind of rapping in a style that is its own, like where people, have, uh, even his contemporaries, have kind of adopted more of the um, mumble rap, mumble rap, but even just the flow of it, like with the the kind of like for black to better terms, like the way Future raps, like his like his cadence and not just his cadence, but like his his pattern, his word patterns and stuff like that. It says in uh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. <laughs> like he hasn't really crossed over in that line. He's still. All the way through, like, come I'm up wondering how many collaborators he has. Like, is he is he in a room with a bunch of people ping ponging and shit? Like, his like little Jeanville crew and shit like that, or is he literally like locked up and just writing and going in kind of shit? I feel like you would think that, but after like I heard like the I guess that credit track on Forest Hills Drive, he was like naming a lot of names that I wouldn't I wouldn't think had been a part of it, like how collective it was. But I think that's especially with the production wise. Um, but he definitely has put his flag down and saying like if I well, that's the line he said if I quote it nigga I wrote it nigga <laughs> like, it's like, it's like there's none of that going on like I I'd hope that that's not the case if he went and said some shit like that but uh, as far as like the beats and stuff I'm pretty sure he has a ton yeah, of yeah yeah I would hope at some capacity the guy <laughs> can only produce so many tracks like a lot of his mixtapes were really almost like 98% him or some bullshit and then mm-hmm. the albums a lot of that uh uh, Cold World album was mainly his production and like a couple of tracks here and there. I think one or two, maybe three tracks from other producers, one of which being like No ID and shit. Mm-hmm. So 
Eventually, yeah. Someone has to give him some other production like that. Damn, you can't be the best at both of them things. Like, that's fucking... Ain't nobody doing shit like that. So I'm just like, that's another layer to it because, like, you got you got Drake or whatnot. Like, again, he's cranking out at a way higher pace than anybody else is, but mm-hmm. he has a lot of collaborators. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that you don't even get and they don't even get credit sometimes. <laughs> like, so that's another thing. But, again, this is like... Do you give a fuck about what took to get the result or do you care about the result kind of shit? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Props to Cole. Uh, I hope his album does well because like shit, that last one did like two fucking plat. That's mm. great. No features. Suck on that, America. Um, and then it just sucks. Cause, like Drake got like, did, like four mil. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty fucking impressive ever. And mm. if you ever a four plat, especially in rap, that's your special character. <laughs> Continue to check out our podcast. It's available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. And without further ado, let's talk about some shit. Hi, my name is Aliana Lozana Gonzalez, and I'm 20 years old, 26 years old. I'm willing to come to Dubai to Sultan Ali. In Dubai, I will have a SCD check and Mr. Ali too. After that, we are having unprotected sex. And I will let Mr. Ali lick the rumors of my feet. I will also um, fuck uh, his virgin brother, who is 13 years old. And I will let him uh, lick my pussy and fuck me, Anna. Okay, Ephraim, I'm going to run three uh, words and or names and or items by you. And I'm going to uh, want you to tell me what, what comes to mind when you hear them. There is uh, Aliana Lozada, tag the sponsor.com. And coprophilia. Wait, what was the question? <laughs> uh, what, what comes to mind when you hear those three? Can you explain yeah, each one of those bit by bit? It sounds like fucking money in the bank. Aliana Lozada is an Instagram model. Tag the sponsor.com is a website where people air, I guess, these bitches out. Oh, no. Uh, thoughts. <laughs> these <laughs> thoughts out online. Uh, all this shit is going on in DM. And... New to both of us, copophilia is a some type of sexual thing with shit. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. I, I never heard of this website until earlier last week. And um yeah, this uh Lozado's model stories I think what really got a lot of people's attention outside of the people that are out there trying to air these chicks out because there was actual video um I don't say confession is the right word, but basically you know, we all kind of heard the stories about these these young models getting flown out to Dubai, Dubai or these exotic places to go do their little photo shoots or just be hanging out doing cool shit. And the whole urban myth is like, oh, there's like some some young sultan or some shit ever like paying for this shit or some ball player who's out there peeing on these girls. And it's always like kind of been a joke. But in this case, uh, with the the, the I don't even say nice people, but the, the folks ever attacked the sponsor. Their whole thing is airing these chicks out with uh, text messages, uh, yeah, flight itineraries, <laughs> like, and they correspond with these trips. And within her case, it actually was a video of her, you know, giving consent essentially to doing all kinds of uh, weird devil shit over there, <laughs> like in the Middle East with these like these rich fucks that have all these uh, repressed urges. Um, some of them I think might even be criminal, <laughs> like depending on where you're at. I don't know how shit flies over there. I think the idea is like, shit, how much money does it take for you to fuck a kid or some weird shit? Like, I mean, <laughs> like 
<laughs> if, you, if you hear the video that we, we sampled in the beginning of the podcast and at the beginning of this uh, bit, it was like, yeah, she said that she's going to fuck this guy's brother <laughs> for like 50K. It's like, damn, is that how much it costs to break your morals? Like give up everything inside? Like, is it hard out there? Like, what the fuck is going on? I'm pretty sure you can get some old guy to bang you for 50,000. Like uh, some Don, what was the guy's name? That Sterling motherfucker from the Clippers. Like mm-hmm. he'll fuck some exotic shit and like go around, have some rich sex. But yeah, there's something, something's weird going on in that part of the world. Like. Besides the fact that all that oil money and all that other crazy shit's going on, there's mm-hmm. like all these Saudi princes and shit going out there and just taking shits on our porn stars. <laughs> um, I, th- I think it's like uh, a mix of like that. That place is so far and isolated that it's almost it's not real. Like if it like, like you can sh- get shit if it happens in Dubai, stays yeah. in Dubai. Kind of shit. <laughs> like you can get shit on in America or whatever, but someone might <laughs> someone might fucking find you or whatever. But over there, it's like, yeah, I'm just going over there, handle some business, come right back to my normal life. Uh, maybe you maybe you're able to compartmentalize it. And uh, I don't know. We're going to make it, <laughs> we're kind of making, obviously making light of it now. But when I saw that story, like, had, you know, some initial thoughts, like one, I was like, felt bad that, either one of us let alone the world now knows this girl's story how she makes her money uh, that's something that i did not need to know and also just like the even sadder that this is uh i would go far with beyond saying just a trend this is like a, a, a way of life for some people out there and uh let's look at like the 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 mission statement of these guys that tag the sponsor um <laughs> we are against fraudulent hoes Pretentiousness, <laughs> pretentiousness, and bigotry. We look down upon and expose hoes that pretend they built their accomplishments by working hard and not laying on their backs. Uh, this is interesting. Hence, we do not take submissions from strippers and porn stars, as the these women will not try to fool you. So, um, right there, I think it's pretty clear of like what they're at least trying to do. Um, but at a certain respect, I think a lot of people would look this as slut shaming. I mean, that's, I was kind of waiting for that show. I was like, oh man, it's not like these guys are slut shaming at all. Um, yeah, it's like being like, yeah, it is, it is interesting. Cause like even how they point out, it's like, yeah, all these models, it's almost like, it's almost like the mob a little bit, how like the mob has like front like, like, oh, have like a, have a laundry mat or some kind of front to make me know where the real money come from. And they go like, oh, yeah, they're all signed models, fitness chicks, bartenders, real estate agents, all these like really flimsy jobs. Like I go to the gym. I know none of those fucking fitness trainers. They're not flying on private jets eating good ass fooders and a bullshit like that. So what kind of fitness trainer are you that you're able to do this shit? Like it's obviously, you know, kind of a front. Um a lot of chicks don't even look like they work out. They look like they're sculpted in some yeah, lab or some shit. a lot shit. of those guys are fucking, they, they got their ass in a Petri dish or some weird shit. Like, uh, yeah, I see it. And you see, like, it, it, it was like a growing trend when Instagram kind of came on. And, like, it hasn't really died or anything. Like, a lot of these girls' shit. Like, if you ever go and look at your guy friend's likes, let's go with that. Mm. And your guy friend's likes. Like, all these fucking thoughts, all these girls' ass shots and this and that, whatever. Um, and, like... A lot of times, they, like they put up this facade, like they are at the gym and doing all this shit. Like, bitch, you ain't working out, kind of crap. Like, and if you are, how the hell is that the only thing you're doing? Like, you don't got a job or anything. You just work out all the damn time. <laughs> like, there has to be something there. So it is kind of funny to me. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I think the idea of that site is hilarious, but there's a lot of wrong there. Like, yeah, it seems like a lot of anger directed in this place. I don't know why. Um, somebody some people cares that much. Somebody didn't have that much sex in college or some shit. <laughs> like, Jesus, dude, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. And I do, to a degree, I think it is kind of slut shaming. I'm sure 
some people probably feel to a stronger degree. Um, I was to say degree. It sounds like slash shaming one hundred and one to me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it is it is definitely bad. But I'm also curious what the legalities of it. Like not just them pers- posting these private conversations or contractual agreements, but again, like some of this is like does sound like straight up prostitution. Um, I mean, I didn't I didn't go to a fancy school or anything like that, but like exchange over a higher amounts of money for sex. It's like some Donald Trump not paying taxes bullshit. Like, I just want to know how you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I know there's some shit going on that I, you, you probably can't explain in words. I just want to know how you did it. Um, I feel like there's like some type of loophole or triangle shit. Some shit's going on where it's like, as long as we say we're going to do it, where it's legal to do it, it's not illegal. Like, mm-hmm. I don't get it. And I remember seeing like a long time ago, like, and this is like, oof, this is the beginning beginning i'm assuming of uh, a lot of this attention on this perf shit or at least calling people out for it was like it was a special on like latin america or central america and or both and uh it was on american was wanted and the idea was like all these different people made like including like rep uh senators and congressmen blah blah were flying to these third world countries where prostitution was legal Mm -hmm. including prostitution with young like with children, God. like young boys and young girls. And so these guys are going over there, dropping like, I don't know, a couple of hundred casales or some shit <laughs> like that. And just fingering boys like it's just fucking gross. Mm-hmm. And so the whole part of that episode, that whole show was about to like, you know, we got to shine a light on this shit. This shit ain't right. This shit's illegal. Even if it's happening across party lines, like across uh, uh, our borders and, and yeah. shit. And so they're still committing this like this wrong, but it, it's a it's a weird legality because mm-hmm. like you're going over there for this particular thing, and if that particular thing doesn't fall in line with the way we look at shit, um, should there be charges to go along with it? Kind of like those people that would just fly to Amsterdam to get high, yeah, and shit like that. Like when you come back to the states, should we like automatically drug test you or cotton swab you? Be like, oh, smoke so, pot. So if you're flying Amsterdam just to go get high, then we need to hang out with you because you got that funny money for real. For real. Um, but that's like that would be the highlight of it to go out yeah. there and do drugs. Like, right, I'm assuming right. there's a, you're gonna go on a some trip or something. <laughs> see some, see the sights. Yeah. Like, that's what usually people brag about. Right. right. The idea of, like just going out there and smoking and shit. It doesn't make me look at like Instagram a little differently, at least like these, these Instagram models. Cause then it like, does take on a different tone. If these chicks are, it's almost like online shopping for real, for real. Cause like these profiles are just like ways for get you to attract, you know, these, uh, sponsors as a uh, tag, the sponsor quotes, <laughs> whatever. Uh, to do these things for you and it's almost like oh that girl is pretty cool and like you can hear even in some of these like posts that they put out there on their website the guys they talk pretty crudely and openly about how these women's looks are um but again it is like taking a very crude um it's kind of sleazy rap by the way that the way it's like uh broadcasted but i do think there needs to be some kind of balance if like if instagram is using is being promoted as a way to conduct prostitution then i think at some point they have to kind of take action uh, but I'm, I'm not sure how much they can actually do. It's almost like how Craigslist operates. Like we know people are on there looking for sex and shit, but they're not going to shut down Craigslist because like some people are out there abusing what its in- initial purposes was or back page or whatever the fuck the stupid shit is um, that people use to get laid. Well, it confuses me. Like if you guys, anybody who's listening can get a chance to look at this site if you don't already look at it already. It's like, there's like zero game involved with this shit. Like these guys are like, hey man, I think you're pretty hot. And they're like, oh, thank you. You look like a cool guy too. And it's like... <laughs> 
Yeah, I'll give you twenty thousand dollars to let me shit in your face. Like, oh wow, that's really nice. Twenty thousand, you say? It's like, it's, there's no like, hey weirdo, why are you uh G, like DMing me or some bullshit or whatever? You get me like, why are you reaching? I've never met you before, and why are you talking about taking drugs so we can you know diarrhea on each other's stomachs? Like, I, I I'm befuddled by all this. Like, I always you know I always thought there was like some type of like the idea of game was real. Like, there's a certain not exactly like you know like uh, pickup lines and all that dumb shit, but like there's a certain way to approach girls and this and that and like kind of pick up on certain signs and mm. different things that you capitalize on or fall back on blah blah, blah when you're talking to said opposite sex or you know for Ephraim's case same sex <laughs> and um i felt like certain groups bodied it better than others like i thought like black and spanish dudes had the game thing down better than like white dudes because i see white guys just like walk up to a girl like, hey bitch like whatever. What? <laughs> like whenever i see like the dudes like in our high school and shit like that mm. like try to talk to a girl it was always the same crap and it was mad corny like it never came off like genuine or anything based on the couple like interactions i saw in the wild like at these mm. like fucking college clubs and this and that maybe they refine their skills with time but i just feel like maybe they, they 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 bring something else to the table so they don't have to do that they don't have to trick these girls with like nice words and like compliments and shit it's like oh man you're really hot you want to go to my dad's yacht and fuck like <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's almost like its own kind of bubble like i think not that they would prefer you know someone talking to them this way but at least they know the way the way they're talking, if I if you or I were to go, you know, try to get at some Bernice Burgos type looking chick, we probably would try to do some dumb shit, some broke people shit. Like, oh hey, I think you're really nice, really pretty. Like, oh you're broke. I know, like I talk, it's the way you talk to me, but like, but if I send her a message like, I will give you thirty thousand U.S. dollars, <laughs> like for this, like she's like, okay, this sounds a little. I'm intrigued now. Like I'm speaking the right language, just the right cues. Like the way people talk with money versus to how people who don't have money, I think it's, it would be pretty obvious to someone uh, like these sponsorettes or these women out here on these uh, on this website. So, um, so yeah, I'm almost like curious. We could like try to like fucking do some like crank caller shit, like go with someone's like booking info and start sending all this shit. Like just like adapt the language we see at the site and see how far we get. But um, just to see how to see how problematic this shit really is. But, okay, right now I got twenty thousand euros allotted to your pussy <laughs> and for everything you you say yes to that's 4k definite for your pussy uh, uh do you like shit do you like urine do you like urine and shit do you like and then let's see how far this goes and see that see those response because like i was reading a couple of those tag the tag the sponsor bullshits and it was like there is no way this shit is for real like these, <laughs> these interactions look fucking weird like i and i guess the idea of what's being posted is the girls that actually bite Mm-hmm. You get me? I think a lot of girls are probably like, this is fucking not true. This is not real. This mm-hmm. is a prank. Like, even when I saw that video you sent me with that that uh, the Instagram, that Cuban chick that, you know, we had a nice little stand up at the beginning. <laughs> talk like I thought that he was pranking that bitch or whatever. Like, see how far he can get her to do this shit without mm-hmm. actually ever giving any money or doing anything. Right. And he got that bitch to pretty much give up all of her dignity <laughs> <laughs> over over Instagram exchanges or whatever the fuck it is. Like, mm-hmm. damn, really? Like. No yeah. lie, it's pretty gross here to talk about trying to fuck some thirteen-year-old boy, but it was kind of hot to see. I, I like hearing girls talk kind of raunchy in general, <laughs> <laughs> but such like, a little accent she had—that was kind of sexy as fuck. <laughs> like, pay you to, <laughs> to pay you to lick your pussy? Like, what the hell? Uh, Ass bagger shit is that? Uh, Fifty thousand dollars to lick my pussy? Like <laughs> that shit was fucking funny. Um, but yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, there's so much weird in that video. Like, if you, you find the fuller video, but like, man, it, she's talking about doing some real just. L- the legality of all this just puzzles me, but like 
talking about fucking this dude's brother, his little brother, and then letting him like lick her feet and piss on her and all this <laughs> shit. It's like, damn, one, why do you want to see this girl fuck your little brother? <laughs> was like, I think that- we need to like, we need to just like pitch this shit to our company and like have like a, because um, this definitely is like some catch a predator for Instagram thoughts, some shit. <laughs> like we can, we can, uh, we can go all out with this shit. I think it would, uh, I think we have a nice little run at this shit. I wonder if it's the same thing. And I wonder, like, what's the, again, legality of all this shit? Because, like, I remember I feel like I heard something about, I know I don't don't know anything, but it's like (laughs) the Chris Hansen to Catch a Predator show went down because there was some kind of, I'm not sure if it was just a moral thing, but there was was something that they approached them with the idea of, like, the way they were, uh, what was it called? It was entrapment. Entrapment, yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So they had to they had to eventually get rid of the show yeah. or cancel it, and then well, it worked out in some states. Like in like in Florida, for example, like it's just it's a, like whether you do it or not, it's illegal to like solicit sex from a minor. Like whether you actually fuck them or not, if you're talking like some raunchy shit about fucking a minor or whatever, you can at least be arrested for that. So in places like that, they would go and be able to film, and they can get their get the shots they needed and what whatever. But yeah, the I guess the moral. Like scope of it is like yeah, it's, it's entrapment because they're not egging them on, but you know you're putting like a, <laughs> a fucking bottle of whiskey in front of an alcoholic and thinking like oh yeah, you thirsty? He's like ah oh, shit. Yeah. It's kind of similar because I remember a while back, like if you used to watch cops and all that shit, like they would have these cops go undercover as prostitutes, and the minute these guys agree to have sex with them, it's like get them like computer purple or some bullshit, and like <laughs> dude just bum rush these potential Johns. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, I don't really see shit like that anymore happen. And like on like I'm, I haven't watched an episode of Cops in a while, but like I, I feel like that kind of uh, approach to uh, to catching the shit almost like on some fucking minority report shit before it happens yeah. kind of shit uh, as has been kind of br- broken down. Like maybe it was like Mambla or some other kind of <laughs> like uh, union or uh, what are those motherfuckers called lobbyists or some mm-hmm. shit that have found a way to make sure you actually have to do it and get caught doing it to actually like be guilty of doing it. Yeah. Kind of shit. I would watch the show while watching these thoughts get brought up, brought down, but I almost think it wouldn't translate the same because I'm kind of wondering like, cause these girls are agreeing to fuck these people Mm -hmm. and do all this shit. Like it's on there. And that's pretty much what the fucking to catch a predator was. I guess the, the, the last bit of like, bam, like this is like you were, your intent was there. was like you showing up to the house. Right. You have, to, you, have to run, you have to run up, run up on them as they're getting on the Emirates flight or yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like at the like, at the, at the um, gate. I got first class. Like, oh yes, right there. It was like Chris Hansen hanging out. Like, just, <laughs> have have a, <laughs> just have a seat. Just have a seat. It's a long flight. <laughs> <laughs> but I almost think it wouldn't translate the same way because it's easier to laugh at these like schlubby, fat white dude trying to fuck kids and uh, have them cry on camera like, oh, look at these fucking losers. But then you have like some. 20 something year old girls breaking down because they're going to go to jail for a night for prostitution. I think people would feel more, will feel bad. Like, no one really felt bad for those fucking dudes getting caught trying to fuck kids. Also, it's different from fucking kids and fucking grown adults. I get that too. Well, but no, well like, this girl said she's going to fuck a kid. Uh, like, <laughs> she, she literally said, I will fuck your 13 year old brother for 50K. Like, two reasons to go to jail <laughs> in that one statement. Mm-hmm. So, I was wondering, like, could, 
do the police can the police like look at this and be like this is evidence that you were you had the intent to fuck this person for money mm-hmm. or whatnot or does it like not matter because it's a it's a foreigner and this and that whatever I still feel like you're committing the crime if someone on Instagram like stated that they're gonna buy like I don't know ten kilos of pure Bogota <laughs> bullion or some <laughs> bullshit. That could have been that's incriminating in itself or whatever. Shit, that fucking what's that guy's name? That um, uh, the hot uh, N word, uh, Bobby Schmurda. Uh, <laughs> like rap lyrics. Mm. <laughs> this guy, like, God, and let me get me wrong. There's no shit behind that. Mm. But you get me like that was what like incriminated him or you know really put him in. Mm-hmm. So I'm, just, uh, I, don't know, I guess it got distracted from it. Like, I have two different ways of looking at this stuff. Like, besides the comedy element of it and seeing like the the real mechanics of how these transactions take place in this, this day and age um, and how people with money or supposedly have money can really manipulate the world mm. um, versus like, uh, why aren't all these girls in jail? <laughs> like, <laughs> at least on probation or something like, Hey man, you ain't sitting on ATM right now. Chill out. Like you can't be just selling your pussy everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Because it speaks to just the larger like sugar daddy culture. And this is just another symptom of it. But it is um it is interesting nonetheless, but I guess the moral of the story is if it one, if it seems too good to be true, probably is. And uh, you know, like like J. Cole said, like like love yours, man. Don't be out there telling your anus in your mouth and your in your in your uh, the holiest of holies for for, holies for, of holies. for, 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 for just a couple of racks, man. It's not worth it like, at the end. You know, you know, these guys are out to expose you, so watch out. Yeah, man. Cherish your clan, bitch. <laughs> That's all we got for you guys this week. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for streaming. Continue to check out our podcast. It's available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. And until next week, peace.